This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's the strip with Walter and Bunny. That dynamic detective duo you know from True Vault Escapade, now taking on the glitz and glamour of New Vegas. Today's case with Walter and Bunny headed to New Vegas's Freeside on foot during a sunny afternoon. And you're sure we couldn't just take the car? Walter, I'm not even sure it's safe to leave it behind at the agency like that. Bunny, as far as a few miles are concerned, we can walk to Freeside no problem. And besides, we have Darcy to look after it. He's a sharp kid. Sort of. I don't know, Walter. I think I worry for the both of them. The automobile just sitting there? And Dusty, out of all people, trying to protect it. I, I mean, a railroad could appear and he'd probably blow his leg off trying to shoot it. And we wouldn't be there to help him. Oh, he's a young man. And no need to worry about him. Maybe a bullet to the leg would put some hair on his chest. Walter. <laughs> oh, in that dreaded freeside. Words can't express how much I hate that place. You got a hand in your pocket on one side and a prime pair of eyes on the other. And those people need to learn a bath or two wouldn't kill them. Oh, pish posh, Bunny. I grew up around people like that when I was younger. Sure, there's lots of crime, but the guys down at Freeside are just doing the best they can to get by. And we can't go expecting to take that fancy set of wheels everywhere we go. Uh, people will think we're trying to brag and paint a huge target on our backs. Well, I'll try this whole walking thing out, but I'll keep my gun at the ready in Freeside, thank you very much. Oh, look. It's the old Huckleberry Ranch. Hmm. We should try and make a little side earning tooling some soil, Walter. I read in my old pre-war vault books it only takes water, sunlight, and love to grow flowers. <laughs> in the Mojave Wasteland? I can see us growing some dry silt beans and a dry spud or two. The only thing colorful I can picture in our yard would be a bunch of prickly pears. Well, better than nothing. Hmm. Let's drop by for a moment and say hello. I heard Miss Huckleberry's becoming uh, Mrs. Huckleberry very soon. Getting married, is she? To who? That's what I was meaning to find out. Oh, can't we? Just for a second. Sure, I don't see the harm. Why, Walter? What's on your mind, Bunny? Uh, it's not me, it's the ranch. Sh should Brahmin be lying on its side like that? What the? Why, no. No, it shouldn't. Maybe we should tell the... Walter! Bunny, stand back. That looks like a body. It's a... It's a ghoul person, I think, laying on his stomach, is he? Yes, Bunny. He's dead. <gasps> his body looks like it could be fresh still, but you can never tell with the ghouls. But who is he, Walter? I've never seen anyone outside of the family get remotely near this homestead. We're going to find out now. It looks like he could have been part of a break-in. See the ranch house door? It's flung open. Shh. 
Tread lightly on the steps to the right of you. We need to go in quiet. Right behind you, Walter. All right. Here we are. Looks like the lights are cut. This was undoubtedly a break-in. I've seen this scene many times before, back in Carbon. Okay, take your gun out. I'm about to hit the light. Go ahead, hit it. <gasps> well, I'll be a Death Claw's uncle. My lord, that's... that's Mrs. Huckleberry. Miss... Mrs. Huckleberry? Hello? She's been murdered. Miss Huckleberry? Mrs. Huckleberry? <laughs> Mrs. Huckleberry, please! you're telling me you stumbled across the slaughter while you're just passing by with Bunny? While we were on our way to Freeside, yes. We knew Miss Huckleberry back when Bunny and I moved here from the Texas Commonwealth. She was one of the first people who greeted us, her and her ranch hands. Oh, say, where are they? Would they know anything? Oh, we found them all dead and rounded up in the barn. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they all had at least five rounds in them. The outside of the barn looked like it was hit by Spitfire. I'm sorry for your loss, Walter, especially Bunny. You know how close her and Miss Huckleberry were. Well, I'm going to have to cut our date at Freeside today. This is a case I'm going to take rather personally. I understand, Walter. No need to explain it to me. The NCR just needs to sweep the area and document it before you and Bunny take any evidence. Say, before I go, what was your take on this scene? Well, funny enough, we were making our way here when Bunny mentioned Miss Huckleberry was expected to be married next week. We were going to catch up and congratulate her, but the mood soon changed when we found the Brahmin and the dead ghoul on the ground. The door was open wide, and there we found the late Miss Huckleberry lying in a pool of her own blood. A golden ring slipped on her finger. Whatever that ghoul was doing there is beyond me. Oh, this is quite peculiar, Walter. Well, who do you think he was, a raider? Who could have slipped the ring on? Could be. But to make things even more peculiar, I recovered no guns from either of the bodies. Miss Huckleberry's rifle collection was still neatly hanging in her closet down the hall. Nobody was defending themselves from anything, as far as we know. I had no idea the ranch hands were murdered, too. Had uh, to be some sort of MG that could produce that many bullets. My guess is that the attacker wrangled them all in the barn, stepped back outside, and let them have it. Well, look, this is undoubtedly a situation built for you and Bunny. But the NCR needs to know about any details you two uncover. We just can't have a whole ranch go KIA on us and produce no results. You can count on it, Lieutenant, but we can't get anywhere with a cold trail. You've lived here much longer than us. Where can you point us that could produce a dead ghoul on a ranch? Hmm. The only ghoul organization I know of would be the Bright Followers. It's a cult based in that old Repcom rocket facility near Novak. But, Walter, I've met a few of them. They wouldn't go and senselessly murder a nice woman like Miss Huckleberry. Hmm. I found something. Hi, Bunny. Oh, hi, Lieutenant. What did you get your hands on, Bunny? Miss Huckleberry's diary. I found it in her dresser. Look, see, her latest entry says she's been courting a Mr. John Carrington. Her latest lover. I'm sure that's the man she was about to be engaged to. John Carrington. Carrington. Hmm. Don't think I know a... I know where that is. It's called Dead Man's Ranch, just a few miles away from here. It's an old run-of-the-mill kind of place, and I specifically remember Miss Huckleberry talking about making a trip over there from time to time. This has to be our first visit, Walter, right? You might have just saved us a bunch of trips, Bunny. Good work. 
Maybe we will have to drive the car after all. You just be careful, you two. The Dead Man's Ranch isn't a place on my records. It sure doesn't sound like the friendliest place. Don't worry about us, Lieutenant. I promise you that Walter and I will solve this case before the week's over. And why is that? Because when you kill a friend of mine, you only have so long to run. Well, it's a seedy enough place to fit the name. Let's not judge a book by its cover. Here, I'll knock. Mr. Carrington, my name's Bunny, and this is my friend Walter. We're investigating the... well, may we come inside? This is about poor John, isn't it? You knew? We knew it was only a matter of time before we got the news somehow. You see, we aren't very close to outside contact like the city folk in New Vegas. So, we can only hope for the best or wait for our caravan to get us some word about it. We're both very sorry about your loss, and Lieutenant Humphrey sends his regards from everyone at the SCR. I hope you don't mind me asking, but can we come inside? We're conducting an investigation. Oh, yes, please. Come on in. My wife just finished up dinner. We can discuss things there. It may not be unorthodox, but our son is more important than anything. Thank you, Mr. Carrington. Well, this setup is absolutely gorgeous, Mrs. Carrington. If only Walter and I could be so neat at home. Yes, and this is some of the most finely dressed Morads, too, I've ever laid eyes on. This should be a treat. Oh, thank you, dear. Besides cleaning and washing clothes, cooking is the biggest labor of love I was gifted with. Even our butler admits I beat him in the culinary arts, so he removed making food for the family off his list. <laughs> Mr. Camry, Miss Bunny, I would like to introduce you to the rest of the family. Uh, this here is my youngest, Darren Carrington. I see you already met my wife, Marie, and this is our longtime butler, Cody. How do you do? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. This is Walter Camry and his assistant, Bunny. They're detectives from New Vegas. They'll be joining us for dinner. They have some news to tell us. Take a seat, Darren, Cody. What's this all about, Pa? Well, that's what Walter and Bunny are here for. Would you like to tell them, Detective? Well, Darren, this is never an easy task, nor will it ever be. But it's come to our attention that your brother John was found dead on his soon-to-be fiancé's ranch this morning. What? Oh, dear. Now calm down, son. We all anticipated this moment. So what? He was just lying there? Who the hell killed him? Darren. That's what the detectives are here to find out. Well, we didn't do it. Young Master Darren, may I interject? We are not branded as suspects, only immediate family. They only intend to find further information from us. It's, is that right, detectives? Precisely, Mr. Cody. We aren't here for a shakedown, only information. 
any of which could help greatly. We're sorry if this spoils your dinner, but we need everything in our power to remove that criminal from the face of this earth. So we hope this is still the proper time for questions. Please, ask away, detectives. We want to help in any way we can. John was my first son, and I, Val, will make sure of it he didn't die in vain. If that's what you see fit. I'd take this case rather personally as well, Mr. Carrington. You see, Miss Huckleberry was a very close friend of mine before she passed. My gosh, that was the last place John said he was going. Remember, Marvin? He said he was going to go see her. Yes, yes, I remember. It seemed every two weeks he would make the trip to that Huckleberry Ranch, Mr. Camry. I would regularly urge him to wait for our caravan escort or walk there with Darren, but he refused every time, said it was private. You can never trust the wasteland these days, especially with those dreaded fiends I hear about lately. Caravan says they expanded recently. Very gruesome bunch. Like to kill you for drugs. I should have went with him. I probably could have saved him from the- Now, Darren, don't you go blaming yourself. I had every chance in the world, Ma! Now, son. No! A guy can't just let his brother go out to travel knowing he could die at any moment out there. The least I could have done was tag along. Now that's enough, son. Your brother was madly in love with this woman and didn't want to burden anyone but himself with this matter. He was going to marry her, move in with her, and then run the ranch with her. Perhaps some children and continue the family legacy. Screw the family legacy! I want my brother back! Master Darren, please, not here. Not in front of our new guests. Please, detectives, we apologize. Continue. It's quite all right. We've seen it many times over. What I want to know is why both John and Huckleberry were dead, seemingly before meeting each other at the door. Miss Huckleberry's body was facing the front window, overlooking the ranch, and John was facing towards the ranch house. Funniest thing, though. What's that, detective? An engagement ring. Slipped on Miss Huckleberry's finger. Well, that had to mean John proposed to her before they died. Right, detective? I honestly couldn't see it any other way. But John's ring finger was bare. Perhaps it was taken from John's body after the murder. Perhaps our killer approached from the rear and shot the late Master John. Miss Huckleberry witnessed this from the window, and the murderer had no choice but to kill her, too. This all happening after the proposal, of course. But how does this account for the ring? Because the killer wanted to get in and out as quick as possible. Why he would want to kill John is beyond me. But John was the intended target. So he looted the body plus the ring from his finger. Miss Huckleberry was just unfortunate collateral, sadly. Uh, Cody, I have some information that might just dispel that theory. And what might that be, Mr. Camry? It's the fact that John and Huckleberry weren't the only victims in this murder. Oh. Every living thing on that ranch, including livestock and ranch hands, were massacred. My lord. The pa was right. It was fiends or raiders. Mm, seems rather likely, I'm afraid. Caravans have been senselessly slaughtered in the past by these ruffians. It's as if their life's work is body count alone. This is news to me, detective. To all of us. Well, we just wanted to let you all know. I was such a fool. Please, my son, don't blame yourself. This is just another evil 
disgusting act of the wasteland. Unfortunately, it was my boy. Apologies, Master Carrington, but the grandfather clock is reading eight o'clock. I see, Cody. Thank you. Is there something happening at eight o'clock, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, it's just our preferred time to shut things down and rest. We don't want raiders catching us with our lights on. It's precaution. Son, go help your mother clean the dishes. Yes, Pa. Thank you again for the dinner, Miss Carrington. It was delicious. Oh, um, thank you both. Thank you for everything. It was our pleasure. We hope to find our man and lock him up as soon as possible. I'll have the NCR update you once the truth is uncovered. Well, thank you, detectives. Even though this is devastating news, we can at least have some closure with every step of this case. Say, it is a long trip back home for you both, even in an automobile. Why don't you come and stay the night with us? We still have an empty guest room. <laughs> oh, no. We shouldn't. Yes, we'd love to stay, if it's no trouble. Excellent, then. You can use John's old room. It's down the hall and to the right. I can't just have the folks tracking my son's murderer eat and leave so quickly. Oh, well, I... Come on, Walter. Let's let the Carringtons mourn in peace. We'll be out of your hair in the morning, Marvin. It's no trouble at all. Bunny, why are you dragging me to the next room? And why in Sam Hill did you have us stay the night with him? You know us against our policy. Shh. Why? Didn't you get the slightest bit of suspicion back there? No. All that seemed out of place was their immediate grief. But you heard them. They were expecting this news already. No, not that. I mean Mrs. Carrington. What about her? She's awfully quiet at dinner, don't you think? Well, Bunny, these are old-fashioned country folk, and that woman isn't there much for her input. Oh, come now, Walter. No mother who loses her son acts like that. Heck, most would have ripped our heads off asking why we couldn't have acted quicker. And what the heck are you expecting us to do while we're here? Look, I, I just don't think we've exhausted... Oh, forget it, forget it. I think someone's coming. Hello? Oh, Bunny, Mr. Camry. Hello, Mrs. Carrington. Marvin told me to go ahead and clean your bed sheets before you both turned in. Is there anything else I could bring you both before you go to sleep? Oh, ah, uh, no, ma'am. Well, you know, showing me to the restroom would be fine, if it isn't any trouble. Oh, of course. This way, please. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Carrington. A girl needs her powder room, even in the desert. <laughs> well, I'm just glad I'm not a smooth skin like you anymore. I can't tell you how much money I used a year on hair care products. <laughs> this it? Yes, I hope it's to your liking. Oh, wow, I've never seen a ranch with such a beautiful... Mm -hmm. Is something wrong? Well, it's this peculiar-looking thing on the mirror here. Is it a crack? Oh, Marvin, we have to fit it if it's another crack. Well, well, where is it? See? Right? It's right here. Well, I, I must not be seeing correctly because I don't see... Walter, close the door. What? Close it now. What are you doing? What's going on here? I'm sorry, Mrs. Carrington, but this is the only way I can get you alone. But, but what is this all for? P please don't hurt me. Shh. No one's going to hurt you. I just need a few answers from you, away from the family. Answers? Oh, detective, I I'm not really one for such things. Yes, Bunny. Why did you have me shut this poor old woman away like this? You can speak freely here, Marie. 
I noticed you acting a little more reserved than an old-timer like you would be. Please, I'm just trying to do the right thing here. I think you're either hiding something or holding something back. Come on, Murray, let's help each other. Why, I, I wouldn't know the first thing about this kind of thing. My son is dead, and that's all I know. That's what I mean. Your boy didn't just die, he was murdered. What mother reacts this way to news like that? Back at the dinner table, all you did was sit there quietly and hardly a thing to say. Out of all people, you should have been on top of the situation. Did, did you murder him? What? No. How could anyone accuse me of such a thing? How appalling. Look, I, I don't know where, when or where John was when he passed away, but I was doing my daily duties as I do every day, and I can tell you that. John, he was a free spirit when his teenage years were over wanted to start a ranch of his own, closer to the city. And that's what he darn well planned on doing. Oh, stop putting up walls like that. Tell us. Uh, Ma'am, I'm not in favor of Bunny's actions. But when the girl has a hunch, she has a hunch. We'll keep our mouths shut. But the last thing we want is injustice to happen. Do you know something we don't? Uh, I don't. At least I don't think I do. What do you mean? Well, last Saturday, oh... I'm sure it's nothing. No, tell us. Okay, well, anyway, last Saturday when I was mending the family clothes outside as I usually do, I I couldn't help but notice something rather strange on one of the ranch outfits. What was it? It, it? it was, well, I'm sure it was only a mind, but it was blood at first glance, detectives. There was blood on the ranching uniform? I, I swear it was. But my poor mind these days, I would sound crazy to say it was blood from one of ours, which it probably wasn't. Perhaps it was from a hunting trip, or blood from a Brahmin when one of the boys was treating it for lumpjaw. Blood is blood, Mrs. Carrington. This sounds like a side you don't see often. It sure isn't. Well, never mind whose blood it was. The real question is, whose ranch uniform was it? Look, I don't know. Anyone from one of my sons to a passing caravan of ours could have worn it. When it comes to field work, we hand those kinds of things to anyone willing to work. I just wash it and move on to the next article. Hmm. Look, may I leave now? This has been an awfully abrupt setup you two put together. Yes, Miss Carrington, you can go. I hope there weren't any hard feelings. But Walter and I aren't just some hard-up NCR boys trying to rush word back to our bosses and get paid. We care. Well, you have a funny way of showing it. Ma'am, we'll be gone in the morning, so there's no need to worry about us lingering or telling anyone else. Your information stays confidential, and I hope ours stays the same to you. And please, if there's any more, you know where to find us. Yeah, I will. And good night, detectives. Yes, good night, Marie. Uh, sleep well. Well, that was something, Bunny. So tell me, was it worth staying the night for? The night isn't over yet, Walter. We still have enough time to catch wind of a few more suspicious clues before we have to hightail it out of here in the morning. You see, I knew Mrs. Carrington was holding a little something back from us earlier in the dining room. But unfortunately, it was only a piece of an even larger puzzle. That is, if there is a puzzle to start with. Oh, Walter, out of all people, I would at least expect you to jump on this case as I am. Did you see how nervous she was? solid evidence that she's in on something bigger. Bunny, 
How many times do I have to tell you? These are simple country folks that don't want to be bothered at this time. It was only custom that they invite us to stay the night. And even then, it wasn't polite for us to accept. Just trust me, Walter. I'm sure... Did you hear that? You bet your uncle I did. Let's go. It was down this way. It's Mrs. Carrington. She's been stabbed. Look, Walter. Someone's running into the ranch. Hey, stop! What? What's going on? Did we hit him? No. He got away. Dang it. My... My sweet Marie. Marie. I'm so sorry, Mr. Carrington. She's... She's dead, isn't she, Walter? Yes, Bonnie. She's dead. Stabbed directly in the heart with a knife, I'm sure. What the heck is going on here? Oh, no, Ma! This has something to do with what she said, isn't it, Walter? Well, I can't confirm anything right now, Bonnie. But one thing's for sure. You were right about staying the night. beautiful words, Marvin. Agreed. I can't make any guarantees, but I can tell you right now that we will exhaust this case to the absolute fullest extent. You have my word. Thank you. Thank you both. But I can't help but feel like this is my fault in a sense. Marvin, this is something we all thought would be a simple one-on-one murder case. But it obviously runs deeper than that. Somebody has it out for your family, and we won't let that continue. Well, with even what little the family we've got left. The last thing I'm going to do is see my only son die. Not at least before I do. That's the spirit. And you won't be alone this time. We're putting ourselves in the line of fire before it gets to any of you. Well, thank you, Walter and Bunny. We won't forget this. I don't want to stack business on top of bad times, but do you mind if we have that talk with the rest of the family inside? (sighs) Every second counts. Let's not waste any time. All right, folks. This here's the only information we got, so let's all make sure to pay attention. And I'll say again that I'm deeply sorry for the loss of Marie Carrington, but if we act quickly, we could find our killer, who is on this very ranch. Now, now, there's no need to panic if you have nothing to hide. But you all being the heads of the house, I thought it would be best to discuss this matter with you before you called any shots, Marvin. So, Darren, Cody, I'm calling on you to assist me as well. Of course, sir. Do you really think it was one of us, Detective? 
I won't be insult, really, and especially after last night. All Walter and I are trying to do is narrow our odds. Now, by what's left of the law, you're all supposed to be labeled as suspects, since the killer can only be in or around this ranch. That's ridiculous. I or any of us ain't never even had a reason to yell at Ma. All she did was help people. Now, you being suspects doesn't make any of you the actual killers. It's just a way we can begin narrowing down who actually did it. And what exactly needs narrowing down? Well, for one thing, alibis. What exactly were each of you doing at the time of Mrs. Carrington's death last night? Starting with you, Cody. Why me? I was properly dressing for bed right after tidying up the dishes from last night's meal. Unfortunately, it was Marie's last, and perhaps her most delectable. You jot that down, Bunny? Got it. All right, how about you, Darren? I specifically remember you and uh, Mrs. Carrington were doing dishes as well, before Bunny and I headed off to bed. What did you do after? What do you mean, after? I'm doing the dishes way past eight o'clock. We're not the only hearty-eating ranchers, you know. But I remember seeing Mrs. Carrington down the hallway, just a moment after we left the table. She was getting more suds in her room. She cleans the dishes with the same soap we use for the dirty laundry. It's the wasteland, you know. Oh, so that's how we caught her in the hall. Did you say something, detective? Oh, nothing, nothing. Now, Marvin, you weren't doing the dishes as far as I know. Uh, so what were you doing? I actually helped clean the table with Cody before heading to the bedroom. Was already tucked in before I heard the, the screams. Well, Walter, everybody was accounted for at the time of 8 o'clock. At least in here. Did you have any caravans passing through yesterday? Not any that I know of. There would have been notice if they were and doing any business with us. What did you make out, detectives? Well, Darren, nothing now. But me and Bunny are going to get out what the other ranchers know. We'll be back soon with more information, I'm sure. If you can just go about your daily routine and keep these words out of the ears of others, Bunny and I will have updates for you. Thank you, Walter and Darren. Cody and I all know you need to be a little firm for answers. We do just as you said and pretend nothing happened. Our lips are sealed, sir. Thank you. We'll be back before long. Well, that was every rancher, Walter. Now, I hope that was it, because my case notes are filled to the brim. Still the same old thing. They heard the gunshots we took last night, right after Mrs. Carrington's screams. And no sign of the murder weapon anywhere. I tell you, those had to be the stinkiest barracks I've ever smelled. Well, those are working folks, Bunny. You can't expect it to smell like a pampered charter school dorm when blood and sweat is their wage. In any case, I'm glad to be out of there. Those were nice folks, but I caught more eyes than I did clues, thank you very much. There hasn't been a solid step forward since the murder of Mrs. Carrington, and I'm afraid the case might run cold. I don't want that for this family. Say, that reminds me. What was the deal back there in the living room? Whatever do you mean? Well, we obviously got a little something out of Marie Carrington's bathroom. You know, the strange attitude, the bloody drags. Ah, that. Well, Bunny, I'm glad you didn't mention it back there. I had another hunch you wanted to keep that a secret. What's up with that? Because I want to keep everyone here clueless. If we arise any suspicion, we'd risk tipping off our guy. Not that I'm truly arising suspicion against our friends in the Carrington family, but it's only protocol. Good job, Walter. I was just testing you there. Oh, like I need testing. Hey, in reality, we only had one brief partnership before. 
The least we can do is try and keep each other on our toes. Sure. You're from a vault, so you can deal with corrupt officials and corporate espionage, while I deal with things like dope heads and mass homicide. Sound good? Now, Walter. <laughs> just kidding with you. But I like the plan. I'm just juggling the possibility that you just use it as a cover story because you really didn't know why I held back the evidence from them. Oh, don't you even start. Oh, my gosh. The Carringtons sure have a lovely kitchen for a place this rural. Yes, it's almost as if we transitioned from a ranch house to a penthouse. Hmm, what craftsmanship. Oh, Walter, look at all this velvet and leather. It's simply beautiful. You're telling me. I bet you this is what the Lucky 38 looks like on the hotel floor. Well, Mrs. Carrington certainly had some class, and I saw their bedroom. She treats this place much better. Oh, and look at these silverware sets. All so neatly capped and almost pre-war looking. Oh, Walter, we need to fix the agency up a little more like this. Wait! Stop right there! What? What is it? Looky here. The silverware sets. Yes, I see them. What is it, Walter? Look at the fork sets. Uh, okay, I see them. Good. Now look at the spoon sets. Um, yeah, I see the spoon sets. Is there something wrong? Bunny, now look at the knife set. Okay, looks like a perfectly normal knife set. Oh, uh, well... Maybe the contrast isn't as good now, being there's a... Separate knife in the set. By golly, it's the next step right in front of our faces. Don't you see, Bunny? Um, well, I don't follow. Bunny, I had you look at all the other sets to show you that they've all been placed perfectly, except for the knife set. But what significance? All of the other knives have black handles, but this one has a green handle, which could mean... The murder weapon used to be where that green knife is now. There you go. And if we just make a little trip down to the next room and make a comparison, we can absolutely confirm this. This is a rather early revisit, Mr. Detective. Now, Cody, we need to respect what the detectives need to tell us. The honor of my family is at stake. Oh, and close those blinds. It's a little bright. Apologies, Master Marvin. Anything to get me off the land for a bit. Now, do you have anything more on John and Ma? Just about everything, Darren. Oh, thank heavens. You better be certain on this. I want this guy hanged on a tree so high all New Vegas will see it. Oh, I am, Darren. I am. Please, don't hold back, detectives. If we have to convict... Our entire lot of ranch workers. Then so be it. Well, then, I hope you're a fan of surprises. Because the murder of Mrs. Marie Carrington was performed by none other than a person in this room. It was Cody, the butler. <gasps> Why, I... I never... But what an outrageous claim. Hold on now, I can explain. If you remember the specific events that occurred when Marie died, you'd see that it was Cody who stabbed Mrs. Carrington. Why, you... The brass of some men. Do, do you hear this, Marvin? An accusation of murder on me. Detective, Cody may not be family by blood, but he's truly no different to us than any relative we could have had. You have some hard explaining to do if you expect me to believe. And just as we came back from questioning the ranch workers, Bunny and I stumbled across the kitchen where we found everything in place, except the knife set. And what does that have to do with anything? I'm sure if you recall, Marvin, but your late wife was murdered with a knife as well, 
The murder weapon was taken along with the murderer at the crime scene. You still failed to explain, Mr. Cameron. Don't try to dodge the facts. You already know, Mr. Cody. Upon noticing a missing knife in the knife set, we had realized the new knife replacing it came from no other place but the butler's pantry. It had been a green handle, as the other knives had black ones. Preposterous. So there was a missing knife. You can't begin to understand half of the things that go missing here. It was all a very carefully laid out plan, because Cody heard the conversation Bunny and I had with Mrs. Carrington the same night before she was murdered. I didn't mention it to you before, but Mrs. Carrington expressed some suspicious behavior at the dinner table last night. We thought we'd like a few words with her behind closed doors. I didn't hear of this. We don't like to withhold evidence, Marvin. If it's in the good name of justice, we slide it under the rug for the moment. And Cody must have heard our conversation with Mrs. Carrington and planned her murder for spilling the truth. Oh, please. Truth about what? Well, maybe you'd like to fill that part in, Cody. Because when Mrs. Carrington screams bloody murder with a slit in her chest and the missing knife isn't accounted for the next morning, I found it awfully strange that it was so loosely replaced by none other than one of your knives. Detective, I am an honorable man, but I find your claims to be rather shallow and brash. You and I both know that somebody could have just snuck into my butler's pantry, grabbed the knife, and placed it where the supposed murder weapon was taken last night. And you still have no alibi for my reason of murder. That is something I mean to find out later. But that switcheroo you did with the blade was to have you play off like it was only misplaced. And if that isn't proof enough for you three, I have something else for you. Enlighten me, detective. Because your accusations are starting to become a little gray around the edges. Look at his suit jacket, Marvin. It looks a little bit newer from yesterday, don't you think? His suit? Well, I'd guess. It's quite an interesting transition, along with the knife going missing. Uh, Cody was wearing an all-black suit jacket yesterday, and today he seems to be wearing a brown one. And we checked his closet, Marvin. With harsh lands such as these, I doubt he would have the luxury of switching outfits every day. What are you driving at? Well, it's pretty obvious, wouldn't you think? Cody had to ditch the kitchen knife he used to stab Mrs. Carrington to death last night, and he had to realize as he was doing it that the rest of the family, including us, would notice an awfully bloody jacket when he returned. So he tossed that as well as the knife. Cody! My jacket! Is that really the material detectives these days are going by to solve murders? If so, I would have the right mind to show you the door. Unfortunately, Cody, you can consider this the last day you've seen sunlight. If the missing knife and jacket won't convince you, Marvin, try looking at his hands. What the? Wait, you have no gloves on, Cody. If what he said about the jacket is true, then that means... Cody's white gloves became red, just like his jacket. Out of all the things outrageous in this world, you, sir, have topped the list. So perhaps the knife is gone. So perhaps the jacket is gone. My gloves will always remain in the house, no matter what. Oh, so you want to play that game? Fine. If you think you're so clever, go ahead and stay put while Bunny gets the gloves from your room. Walter, he's getting away. Oh, no, you don't. Good catch, detective. Now get this killer out of my sight. There you go, all tied up in the back of the jalopy. 
That should keep you for a while, up until we take you to the NCR, and after the story we give them, they'll let you have it for sure. I can't thank you enough, Detective. Darren and me both. Yeah, bye. My mom would be proud. Maybe she can rest a little easier now. All thanks to you and Bunny. Oh, it's all in a day's work. Say, I know these are troubled times for your family, but what in the heck could drive Cody, your own butler, to murder Mrs. Carrington? It's not like we didn't have our questions about him at first, Walter. Cody is a human with prejudice. He never favored my John getting set up to marry his Miss Huckleberry, though... That is the only alibi we can imagine with someone such as Cody. So you think he hunted down John, shot him in the back, and Mrs. Huckleberry? Was he ever absent in the house? We never had a reason to keep count of those sort of things, Detective. We are a ranch. There's not much reason for accountability out here, unless it's a caravan. Ah, I see. Well, boys, we thank you for your time, and hope this can be the beginning of a time of healing for you and your family. But before I go, I need to tell you something indoors, privately. Indoors? Well, sure. Lead the way. Yeah, go ahead. What you need, Walter? Oh, nothing specific. I just wanted to run by a few things I didn't mention to you both before. Well, please. We insist. Well, it's about two things. One being from the murder last night, and another from the original crime scene earlier this morning. But first, I want to talk about something Mrs. Carrington said before she was murdered by her butler. It was an odd detail about something she found while washing clothes during the weekend. As she said, while doing so, she found blood stained on one of the many ranch workers' clothes, but kept the line moving, denying that it was blood. And are you pointing out that maybe one of my workers had a hand in this? No, but I found that as an awfully odd feature, her washing her clothes for so many years. So her suspicion immediately pointed me back to the original crime scene, the Huckleberry Ranch. You mean, Cody really did have a connection with my brother's murder? Well, either Cody decided to dress himself as a ranch hand and shoot up the Huckleberry Ranch along with Huckleberry and John, or perhaps Cody's involvement in this whole thing is just as a sponge to take up all the hits for someone else. I don't. I don't follow. You mind being specific? You're saying someone else is still out there? Cody's known us all his life. If he were to be a full guy for anyone, it would have to be for us. Who says he wasn't? Hey, hey, what are you saying? That we're the murderers? Let's think on that for a moment. You have Miss Huckleberry's ranch found with John dead, Huckleberry dead, and every living thing on her land gone with them. I come here the same day with Bunny, where we have a little chat with your wife in the restroom, and she's dead with a knife wound in her heart the same night. We already discussed Cody, and my view on his alibi still stands. Though your reasoning for his senseless killing is rather dry. I doubt the man could be so biased against John getting married with Miss Huckleberry that he'd stock up like a commando and massacre everyone on that ranch. He's far too fat and far too pampered to do something like that. And besides, you're all ghouls. He'd rather be paid by you than carry out a deadly agenda. But my... And if anything, he wasn't only trying to silence Mrs. Carrington to cover up his own murder, but someone else's as well. 
Someone had ordered her death if she spilled a little too much to the policeman. What are you saying? The one thing you know, Darren. You're the killer of your own brother, John Carrington. And Marvin, you ordered the hit on your poor, dim-witted wife. How dare you? Why, you little... I wouldn't do that if I were you. How would I have my own wife killed? Huh, Walter? And why would my son kill the other? It took some stones to say something like that to my face. As I was saying... Thanks, Bunny. <clears throat> Cody was ordered by you to kill your wife, Marvin. And it was all because she had a guilty conscience when you told her to keep quiet about the Huckleberry Ranch killings. Because, you see, John had true intentions to marry that woman, while Darren sulked in the corner, getting mad at the fact that his brother just scored big time with a beautiful rich old ranch lady near New Vegas. But, you see... I took enough time to soak up you and your family's personalities to almost pinpoint who could have done what. And now I know. Darren was just far too jealous of his brother to let that incoming marriage slide and leave him all alone with his parents. So what does he do? He grabs the biggest gun on the gun rack and turns that ranch into history. I wasn't jealous of him. I was happy. We were all happy when we got the news. Maybe everyone else, but not you. You fell in love with Miss Huckleberry and couldn't let her go to her true love, John. We heard what you said. John already proposed to her. She already had a ring on her finger. You told us. It had to be someone else. Or so we thought, because just a second ago, before Cody closed the blinds in this very room, I noticed a funny little pendant ringed around your neck, and it was the second engagement ring we couldn't find on the body of your brother. And what the heck are you concluding, huh? What do you reckon, you crooked... Marvin and your mother were against your bad feelings, but you were too hot-headed to care. Oh, you wouldn't have your brother chase this girl, no sir. So you followed your brother to the Huckleberry Ranch, posted up behind him, and shot him. But unfortunately, Miss Huckleberry was waiting for him at the window. She saw what you did, and you saw her. Had no choice but to shoot her, in your mind. But that only made things worse. When the gunfire went off, all of the Huckleberry Ranchers heard, and you felt like you needed to silence the witnesses. So you did. Rounded them all up in the barn, barred the gates, and opened fire from the outside. And how does this account for Marie, hmm? Like I said, you needed to keep her quiet, but you had to keep her out of the dark with her low level of wits. So you never told her the full story, but just made her zip it on a few unusual matters that may get brought up, like the bloodied ranch uniform Darren threw in the laundry right after the attack. You had Cody keep a close eye on us, and you gave him the word to kill her if she didn't shut up. I'm sure it was a hard choice, but you'd do anything to keep your son out of prison, Marvin. How can a man live with the weight of signing the murder of his own wife, and not doing a thing about his deceased son is beyond me? All right. Fine. You caught me. But please, Walter, whatever you do, don't do anything to my son. He's... he's all I've got left. Marvin, I'm not going to lie to you. Both you and your son are going to be brought to justice one way or another. It's a sad thing that happened at the Huckleberry Ranch, and I'm sorry so many innocent lives were taken in the process of all this. But you both have murder charges over your heads, and so does your butler. But how? How did you know about the ring? It was simple math when I saw John's ring swinging around your neck. We all thought that John had proposed to Miss Huckleberry and was shot then after, but in reality, it was the other way around. John was on his way to her house when you shot him, he wasn't leaving, and as for the ring, that was all you're doing. Disturbingly enough, you looted both rings, took one, and slipped the other on the finger of the dead Miss Huckleberry, because you wanted her so much. Okay. I... I've heard enough. Let's go, Darren. I... can't stand it here anymore. Uh, are we gonna be okay, Pa? 
I don't know, son. I don't know about anything anymore. Oh, by gosh, I killed my wife. I, I might as well have stabbed her myself. Darren, you're a disturbed young man, and I find it even harder to feel sorry for your father in this. As painful as it already was, if the right precautions were taken, John could have been the only family you lost. But instead, you went even further and did what you did, all over the fear of what would happen to your son. What happens next is beyond my power, but I can tell you this. You'll all be what's left of your family somewhere else. This has been Walter and Bunny in The Strip. Be sure to set your timers to the same time in two weeks for our next episode, The Case of the Great Bunny Kidnapping. Bunny gets abducted by a mysterious man in black, and Walter searches desperately to find her. Watch as Walter rips the Mojave a new one in the next episode of The Strip. In the production you just heard, Walter Camry was impersonated by Eric Huffman. Bunny by Amy Harris. Lieutenant Humphreys by Can Canon. Darren Carrington by Sean Dawes. Marvin Carrington by Michael Onley. Marie Carrington by Amber McCready, and Cody by Josh Bull. The entire production was written and directed by Preston Harden. The Strip and True Vault Escapades are all productions brought to you by the A-Bomb Radio Web Station and Atomic Wolf. When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bunny? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Podcasts.